Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. And I'm not trying to rain on your parade of your reading, but Kathy Cowman found this Mother's Day prayer that I would like to read. It's okay to use Mother's Day prayer. Lord, today we pray for mothers everywhere. Bless moms who are expecting a baby. Calm their fears and keep their new little life safe. Bless mothers who have babies and toddlers and are in a busy season of bottles, sippy cups, and endless laundry. Give strength to moms of little ones. They need it, Lord. Bless mothers who have busy school-aged children. Give them with an extra measure of wisdom to answer questions, model maturity, and mold young hearts. Bless mothers who parent teens. Allow them the grace to let go when needed and the courage to provide firm boundaries when required. Bless mothers of adult children that they would savor the joy of friendship with their child. Bless single mothers with the strength to fulfill many roles. Provide them the supportive people in their lives. Bless moms who are, who are married that they would care for their children by making their husbands a priority. Bless grandmothers who have the double blessing of being both mother and grandmother. May they spoil their grandkids with abandon. We pray peace for mothers who have lost a child and for women who are grieving because of infertility. Give us eyes to see women around us who struggle to mother well. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. Thank you for our mothers. They gave us life, and for that gift, we are forever grateful. We pray for mothers everywhere. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I thought that one covered a lot of territory. It was a nice one. Thank Kathy Cowman for that. All right, my scripture today comes from John 15. I'll be reading 9 through 17. And if you have a red letter edition, you will see these are Jesus' words. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and anointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It starts out about Jesus telling us about the Father loves him, and he loves the Father. 
And if you think about the love that God has for each and every one of us, if, if I pronounce this word right or if I don't, forgive me, but agape love, I think that's how you say it. That's kind of what I was taught. I could be a little awful in the saying of it, but it's a love that is unconditional. A love that God has for every one of us under all conditions. He still loves us. It's a hard thing to understand. And he tells us that that kind of love is what we should have for one another. Now, I kind of make a joke and say, we are to love everyone, but sometimes it's hard to like somebody. <laughs> sometimes we struggle with people. But we have to learn as children of God to love everybody. Love everybody. And we should love everyone, as Jesus says here, the way God loves us. Now that's a hard thing to comprehend. It's hard to imagine loving someone even when they don't deserve it. Even when we don't want to love them because they are so bad about something. As parents, and we raise children, there's times that we want to beat those children up because they're not listening or paying attention. But yet we have to love them as parents. That is our job. But I want you to think about, and I may get some controversy on this, when we think about God, we always think about God the Father. But I want you to think about God a little bit different today. It's kind of like being the single parent of a household. And the parent then becomes the mother and the father figure. Both. And I believe that in our case, God is both gods. God is father and God is mother. And he loves us unconditionally. So we need to love him first and then love everyone around us unconditionally in the same way. So we are loving as friends. He says, I call you friends. Friends, if you obey my commands. But if we obey, obey his commands, which is the word of God, the Ten Commandments we could say, or everything that we can read in the book, it's still part of his commands. And as parents, we command our children to do the things we think are right for them. So it's kind of a, a full circle that God, the Father, loved Jesus the Son. He loves us. We, in turn, love God. We love Jesus, but we love everyone in an equal way. That's hard to do in an equal way. I mean, for some reason, we struggle with that love that God has unconditionally. I know that's hard to do. It's hard when we have, as, as it says about love your enemy, that's a hard thing to do because our enemies are driving us crazy, doing things to us that, that we don't like, and yet we're to love them? Yes, that's our command. We are to love them. May not like them, but we love them. And, and I, I want to, so I don't forget about this, I heard something on the radio the other day. It was talking about a survey that they did about the parents that bring children to church compared to the children that were never in church. And believe it or not, yes, there's a, about a 50% better rate that that child will end up back in church. And when I say back in church, if you're like me, I went to church for 18 years when I was still at home. My mother drugged me to church. 
I always said I had a drug problem. Mom made sure I went to church. She was the most faithful woman probably I could, could name. She didn't want to miss. It didn't matter what was going on. We weren't about to miss church on Sunday. And I don't remember most of it. I'll be totally honest with you. We sat in church as young people, and I want you to think back when, when you were young and you sat in church, how much did you comprehend about church? At that time, I didn't think I was taking in anything. And then, if you're like me, when I got 18 and I could leave home, it was like, I don't want anything to do with that. I want my life. And we have a tendency to do that on the, on the average, unless we have a good family that keeps us there, keeps encouraging us, keeps making sure that we go to church, that we don't fall away from it. And then somewhere, on the, somewhere along the line, you remember. You remember those things from church. You remember that story about Moses, or you remember about the Red Sea, or you remember about Noah. You know, all those things. You start remembering it. And then you wonder, well, wait a minute, there must have been a reason I went to church. There must have been a reason that it was so important to Mom. So you go back to church. And I'm thankful that when someone helped encourage me to get me back in church, that it turned my life around. But I think it took that grounding as a young person. Even though I didn't feel like I was paying attention, I don't feel like I remembered hardly anything then. But we do. They do. And that's important. I believe that's very important. There are people that have never been to church, never been in a church, and later in life, it's usually out of curiosity or, or out of the fact that someone invited them to come, and then they find God. Find that love that you find in the church building. And, and either way, either way is important. But it's important that, as Jesus said, he calls us friends. Friends, not servants, but friends. And we should be friends to everyone around us. And when we are friendly, or when we are doing something for someone around us, it makes a difference in their life. Sometimes, sometimes we only meet someone for a few seconds or a few minutes. But in that short period of time, it may, it may make a difference in their life. You've heard stories about someone that was ready to commit suicide or do something, then someone talked to them. It might have been a, a, a phone call that was by mistake. It might have been something that happened that wasn't in our doing, but it was God's doing. And it turned that person's life around. So remember, every day what we do can make a difference in the lives of everyone that we meet. Everyone that we meet, in some way, we make a difference. And, and we're thankful, we're thankful for the mothers that drug us to church. We're thankful for the parents that taught us the right way. We're thankful for the family, friends, and relatives that had a part in that. And believe me, it, took, it takes a village, right, to raise a child. It takes a village. <laughs> I see your head shaking, yes. We know that. We know that. It does. And everything we do makes a difference to everyone, everyone around us. So as you go about your day, think about the things you're doing. And I pray that 
we are making a good difference in someone's life. That they're not seeing the evil in us, seeing the bad things. Believe me, I've, I've done my share of those things. So I've got no room to talk. But I pray that I've made enough good difference to make up for all the bad. And I pray that every one of us are living our lives so that other people see Jesus through us. Sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? It's hard to do, but we know that Jesus loves us so much. He said, if you obey my commands and remain in my love, as he obeyed the Father's commands. Jesus obeyed the Father to the point of death, of going to the cross, taking our sins to that cross. Now think about this. He took our sin. You can say it yourself. I know Jesus took my sin to that cross. We're talking about millions, billions of people whose sins that he took upon himself and took to that cross. He followed the Father's command to do that. But he rose from that grave because he is God. And because we now can have life everlasting. We have that hope that hope of life for eternity with Jesus Christ. Doesn't that make a difference in your life? Doesn't it make a difference in how we are? In 12, he said, this is my command. Love each other as I have loved you. No greater love have this than he laid down his life for his friends. As Jesus laid down his life for us, mm -hmm. we are supposed to be willing to lay down our lives for our friends. And I pray that we all think of each other as friends. We should be friends. We're a giant family, brothers and sisters in Christ. Think about it. We're heirs with Jesus Christ to the kingdom of heaven. Someday we might get a deed to a piece of heaven. Ever think of it that way? I don't think we're going to have any paper to worry about that. But we're going to have part of heaven. We're going to share it with Jesus Christ. It's, it's amazing what he's willing to do for each one of us. Friends. Friends. We are all friends. And he goes on to say that we are to bear fruit. So our fruit should be what other people see in us that changes their lives to make them better people. And I love these last two verses. It says, Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Do you believe that we can ask for anything in Jesus' name and receive it? Come on, somebody answer me. Do you believe we can ask for anything? Yeah. Well, personally, I'll have to say it this way. I don't believe we can ask for anything, but I believe anything that's within reasonable in his command, in his word. We might need transportation, let's say. We need a car to get to work or get to church or get to wherever. It's nothing wrong with asking for transportation, but that doesn't mean we need to ask for a Rolls Royce. I had to pick something out of the, out of the realm there just a little bit. But we might need a Cadillac. You never know. <laughs> but it's not wrong to ask for the transportation. We need something that's dependable, something that gets us from point A to point B without breaking down, without being a hazard on the highway. There's nothing wrong with that. But that doesn't mean we have to have something that's above our means. There's nothing wrong with saying we need food on our table. When we go home today, we want to have a, a meal 
and we want to be sure that we have plenty to feed the family. That doesn't mean we have to have plenty of steaks to go around every day. We like a variety, right? I like a little bit of variety. I don't want steaks every day. Besides, at my age, it's getting hard to chew a steak. I'd rather have a hamburger anymore. I can't chew that thing, you know? We're running out of teeth. <laughs> but we're allowed to ask for anything as long as it's within reason. Remember that part, too. We can ask for anything as long as it's within reason. And God has taken care of each and every one of us that's here. As far as I know, we all have a roof over our head. We all have food on our tables. We all have clothing on our backs. But we also have to remember that there are people that are lacking those things. And it's our responsibility to share with them, to give something over to help them. We do that like through the food pantry, through the veterans, through the different organizations. But sometimes I think, and I'm guilty of this as a rest, I got too many clothes in my closet. I need to thin down and help someone else that needs it. We have plenty of food in our refrigerator, in our pantries. We have. But have we thought about that person that doesn't have? Are we taking care of them? So he says, this is my command. Love each other. So do we love one another the way God loves us? I probably could say no because God loves us in a way that's beyond what we can comprehend. But we are to love one another. And, and I think that we do love one another. We struggle sometimes with it. But I pray that we each can find a way to love the people around us. That we can be the example to the people around us. That they see Jesus in us. And that makes a difference. Doesn't matter where you are. Remember, they see you. They see how you act. They see how you talk. They see what you're doing. And that will make the difference. And we are to be the hands, the feet, and the face of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly God, we know that you are a great and awesome God. We know that you love us even when we aren't lovable. You love us when we don't deserve it. And you want us to love others in the same way. Show us how to do that, Lord. Have patience with us. Teach us. Help us to be able to love each and every one. Help us to be the person that you want us to be. The example that others see you through us. That we can make a difference in the lives as those that have gone before us have made a difference in our life. May we be that way to those around us. We thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for all that you have done for us. And we give you praise in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Can we turn